A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quick question for you. Do you feel stressed? Have you felt stressed recently? Do you think maybe you're a little bit overstressed? Well, these are all questions that are answered and discussed in great detail in this episode of the Beauty Podcast with me, Emma G. I'm joined by Henrietta Norton from Wild Nutrition, who um, very eloquently and also very calmly um, explains what is going on with our bodies when we get an email from someone with a tone that we don't particularly like or when we think that we're going to miss our train and be late for a meeting and how all of that can build up and make us feel a certain way. So if you do ever feel stressed, um, Henrietta actually um, does a bit of a checklist so you'll be able to have a listen and see whether maybe you're exhibiting some some signs of stress. But more importantly, she goes through the measures that you can take, be it supplementation, meditation, many more things beside to actually minimise the effects of stress um, on our bodies and on our minds. And you'll hear in the show that she has the most incredibly soothing and calming voice. I came out of it feeling like I just had um, a 90 minute massage. She was so um, reassuring and look, I've read a lot about stress and health and all of these things, and I've written features about it as well, but never have I come across such a compelling, articulate, but very gentle (laughs) explanation of really why we should do the things that we know, um, like meditation, like taking a time out, like not looking at our phones at three o'clock in the morning. We all know that we shouldn't do it, but actually with Henrietta, she very gently explains that all of these things can build up to a level of stress that isn't particularly healthy. So I'm going to let her do that for you. Um, All of the links to Henrietta and Wild Nutrition are in the show notes. Thank you once again for listening. I really hope that you find this episode useful. It will not be Henrietta's only appearance on the Beauty Podcast. I already have a million more questions to ask her having just done this one episode. So I encourage you to tweet me at Emma Guns, E-M-M-A-G-U-N-S, with any questions that you would like me to ask Henrietta in um, a, a future show, because I do want to have her back and really dig into some specific subjects. But those subjects will be the subjects that you, my lovely listeners, will be uh, asking for. So thanks once again. And without any further ado... Thank you for listening to the Beauty Podcast with Emma G featuring Henrietta Norton from Wild Nutrition.
very excited to welcome Henrietta Norton onto the show this week from Wild Nutrition. Welcome to the Beauty Podcast. Thank you, Emma. It's a real pleasure to be here. Um, I'm excited to have you on the show because I, um, I think we might be able to unpick some issues around stress. Absolutely, yes. And listeners... Do you feel stressed? Well, if you do, or if you think that you could probably do with a little bit of a break or something, I think Henrietta's wisdom will be lovely. Um, So listen on for all of her wonderful insight. But just to start off, Wild Nutrition, let's just talk quickly about who you are and the context of why we're here today. Yeah, so Wild Nutrition was... um I kind of see it as my fourth baby, actually, because um, having had three real children, it feels like it is actually so, it's so important to me. Not your fourth um, baby. <laughs> it's, um, it was something that we, we launched it in 2013, so um, about three years ago. And it's been a long time coming. It's really the kind of the, the pregnancy started about four years before that. Um, I've been... Uh, head of nutrition for a big supplement company and doing their research and development and formulating products. And at the same time, I was uh, working in clinic as well as a nutritional therapist seeing clients. And the more that I worked in the industry, sadly, the more disillusioned I became with it because I understood what was actually going, the quality of the ingredients that were going into the products. Mm-hmm. Um, that's anything from fillers and binders, things like talcum powder, um, to uh, the form of nutrient that was being used. I just knew wasn't readily absorbed by the body. It was it's uh, quite often a petrochemical derivative. So I, it just for me certainly with working with clients in clinic, it seemed um, completely counterintuitive for me to be using these sorts of products and formulating these sorts of products for my for my clients. So the se- the seed was sown around around then, and I um, was writing a book at the time on endometriosis, and putting you know recommending I wanted to recommend some products that I could rec- um, for these women that needed support with endometriosis. And I couldn't find, you know, it's nothing that I could put my hand on my heart and say I genuinely wanted my clients to be taking that. Wow. So I started to put together some formulations and researched a different way of producing nutrients. So, you know, a lot of the uh, nutrients that are nutrient forms or supplements that are available on the market are these synthetic isolate chemicals so they've got no similarity with nature at all not you wouldn't find them in nature you wouldn't find them in food they are chemically made Um, and so I wanted to to find a process where you could still maintain you can get the nutrients from the food you could extract the nutrients from Mm -hmm. the food um, in so that your body is able to recognize them um, and use them well and uh, I discovered a process in, in America that's been going since the 1970s and it blew me away, absolutely blew me away with all the, the clinical research that they had and then I started using it in clinic and the benefits were extraordinary. And, um, and that's really where it began. I just put sort of eight products that I wanted um, to support, particularly hormonal health actually, so um, adrenal health was part of that. So mm. I put together some formulas for my clients. Um, and started using them and that started as eight and then a few months later it was you know eight twelve and then it was and it just absolutely has grown exponentially and I'm I'm absolutely thrilled with it and the 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 other one of the most important factors as well for me is that um and this I don't want this to sound too woo-wah but for me it's really important the intent is right behind everything that Mm. is made and bought and so for me um you know 
every product that is made is made with the intent to heal it's made with the intent to support and nourish mm. and um, and to give to the body as opposed to take away and sometimes when you take the wrong sort of food or the wrong su- kind of supplement sometimes it can come at a energy cost to the body um, so I just wanted to make sure that all the formulas were something that were actually empowering the body and the person that was taking it wow because I think lots of us take supplements um, thinking or hoping that we're doing the right thing yeah and then to think that perhaps <laughs> that's not the case is actually really worrying. It's a bit upsetting. Yes. Because they're well, expensive. They are, they are expensive. And, um, and I think one of the things that we've been sort of... Uh, you know, supplements are a relatively new area. I mean, they've only been mm. really available since the 1950s, really. Um, so it's in, in relative terms, it's, a re- it's not a very understood area. So, it, And people would think that um, most of the supplements, if you're taking a nutrient in a supplement, that it's going to be natural, but it's, most of the time it's far from natural. And we're beginning to understand this more, and I see it. It's very exciting because I see, I see a huge shift, actually, in, in the supplement market. I do see more brands wanting to do to claim that, you know, to, mm. to find more natural ingredients. I see more consumers, clients coming to me saying, I want to make sure there are no fillers or binders in these products. This is music, music to my ears, because <laughs> people wouldn't have said that before. This is a relatively, I think because there's been such an explosion of health more recently, hasn't there, in the mm. last few years, um, there's it's more interest. fashionable. And people are being, I think, more, or more discerning about what they are mm. buying, whether it's their food or whether or not it's their... Um, their supplements or what they're putting on their body as well so so cosmetics does does one need to supplement yeah in my view very very I would love to say no (laughs) I would love to say no and as a a nutritional therapist my training is to get everything from food Uh, the reality is that the way that we produce our food nowadays the, the lifestyles that we lead so there are more gyms in, in this country than there ever has been before but obesity levels are through the roof We are mm. it costs the NHS billions of pounds a year to fund the um, lack of exercise that people do and the way that they eat um, and so we are getting fatter but we're probably more malnourished than ever ever before as a country wow. goodness um, uh, Alongside that, then we've got you know the way that we produce our food. So we're not doing things like crop rotation. We're importing foods from abroad, where the foods are often picked or harvested, picked before they're ready to be harvested, and so the nutrient content of those foods are lower. So we're not the foods that we're often taking in are not as nutrient dense as they used mm-hmm. to be. For example, a potato is now uh, has got 50% less vitamin C than it did 10 years ago, um, and that's even with organic. So you know, it's it. We are we've also got the things that we spray on our food as well, which are denaturing a lot of the um, nutrient content in the food as well. So I would love to say that we wouldn't, but there are for sure there are areas that most people can do with with supplementing the diet. What I would say is it's great to get advice from, from mm. somebody who is experienced and everybody is different. Um, there is also 
the increase in, uh, we touched on it earlier actually, about medication, you know, more people, I think it's something like 60% of people that walk into a doctor's surgery come out with two prescriptions, which is huge. You know, whether that's antibiotics or metformin, antibiotics can interfere with the balance of the gut bacteria. Mm. Gut bacteria produce B vitamins that are known, uh, that have a function estrogen metabolism, so um, can affect our reproductive system. Um, it also has uh, an effect on things like zinc absorption, which is needed for the immune system. So, um, and then you've got things like uh, metformin, so can increase the risk of uh, B12 deficiency. B12 is needed for our for our memory. It's needed for our brain to work effectively. Um, then you've got things like non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like ibuprofen, and they can impact um, impact on the gut bacteria and zinc levels. Folic acid as well, so the contraceptive pill can be um, can interfere with folic acid absorption. Now, for me as a practitioner, you know, when I see the area that I, I work in most is um, hormone balance, so with fertility as well. And so I see quite a few women who come in for support with their fertility have been on the contraceptive pill for a long time. And then what immediately what I want to do there is to work on building up their folic acid stores over three to six months because no, without normally there is a, a deficiency, a low level of um, folic acid storage in their body. Wow, it's such a, it's a symphony, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Our bodies really are a symphony. Yeah, absolutely. But absolutely. weirdly, it, what it seems to me is... Um, if, if one instrument's slightly out of tune, you might not necessarily sense it for a while until you get to, you know, until it starts clanking in the absolutely, background. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. That's exactly true. Um, and then that, you know, if one falls out, then that slowly, another, another mm. um, musician will kind of come out of tune and then, and then the wheels start to, start to fall off. But we often don't listen until mm. it's something really acute. Um, so it's not until, you know, we might put up with the, the monthly menstrual migraine or, you know, we might put up with the, the backache or the, you know, the actually flopping into bed with absolutely no energy whatsoever mm. and waking up and really needing that coffee to get you going. That becomes normal practice. Um, Isn't it funny? You just, yeah, you're the, you're the person who has the migraine or you're the person who don't talk to me until I've had my Java jolt. Yes, exactly. But actually, that's a sign. Is that a sign? Are those signs of, actually, there are some, maybe some imbalances. Underlying issues, yeah, that you can address. And often, it's very small tweaks that can make the difference. Mm. Um, it's, just, it's just knowing how to, make, how to make those changes. Now, before, um, before I met you today, I read up on you as a good interviewer does. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I noticed that you had written um, quite recently and previously about adrenal fatigue. Yes. Or adrenal yeah. exhaustion, exhaustion, I should say. Yeah. And I wanted to really quiz you about that because I know that a lot of the listeners, I know that a lot of my friends are working men and women who just feel stressed. Strung out, yeah. Absolutely strung out and um, they medicate by eating, drinking coffee um having a blowout um but it does seem to be a symptom of if i'm at work or if i'm somebody who works for a living i have to display there has to be evidence of some sort of stress mm. um but adrenal exhaustion is something i've read about and i've heard about before but i feel like it probably affects everybody i know yes it's, um, could you tell me a little bit more about yeah, what it so is? Yeah, so the adrenal glands are absolutely, the adrenal glands absolutely tiny. So um, sits above the kidneys, and um, it is 
used to be it's our sort of internal um, stress management system so it's our our kind of um, our our stress thermostat and it helps our body respond biochemically and physiologically to um, to stress and you know primarily that used to be to run away from danger so I think you mentioned before the fight or flight response Mm -hmm. so these are the the adrenal glands produce certain hormones or chemicals um, that allow our body to uh, fight stress or danger or or flee it Um, and in the past what we used to be exposed to so now I'm going back to our kind of um, um, caveman mm. dwelling times, but if we, if you think about what the we used to be in danger of something like a saber toothed tiger, and what that would need, would that would need a sudden burst of energy for us to run away or for us to fight it? Mm-hmm. But that danger would be very short lived. So we would have a adrenal glands would produce a a rush of uh, adrenaline and cortisol mm-hmm. um, to help us to run away from danger. And then once we were out of danger, it would then calm down. The whole body would be able to reset itself. Mm-hmm. So the body is, its primary function is to maintain homeostasis. So that's basically balance in the body. So when our adrenal glands throw out this huge amount of stress hormones, it, it throws out the balance in the body. Mm-hmm. So what is equally, what's e- as important as making sure that our body respond, the adrenal glands throw out enough stress hormones to run away from danger it's equally important that our our adrenal glands have the time to reset as Mm -hmm. well and a whole system to reset because when when these stress hormones are released everything happens our blood pressure rises um, we take uh, fuel away from the brain because when we're running away from danger we don't need to be thinking about um, uh, rocket science we don't it takes the the um, it down regulates the digestive system because we're not going to stop for a sandwich on the way <laughs> uh, it down regulates the immune system because we're not going to these are all very energy hungry areas mm. of the body glucose hungry areas of the body it saves it for the muscles to use to run away from danger what we are doing the, now if we kind of fast track to where we're living now our adrenal glands are constantly being triggered by what we perceive as dangers and that can be anything from sitting in a traffic jam and feeling frustrated Mm -hmm. that we are going to be late for work that can be multitasking eating our sandwich and also looking at our computer screens and also on the phone probably getting a shitty Um, email from your boss (laughs) exactly and 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 internalizing it as well i Mm. think that's that's another kind of real real kind of cultural thing that we've built is we tend to internalize these emotions as well rather than being more explosive with them um so uh but it also can be um it can be something emotional as well it can be not not living your purpose or it can be feeling that you're not really where you want to be in life or in a bad relationship mm. or you know there the all these things have a very uh, a very real biochemical effect in the body they all trigger a response from the adrenal gland and so what you get is you get the adrenal gland secreting these stress hormones on a perpetual basis so you constantly got raised blood pressure actually what happens over time if you have chronic adrenal fatigue is you get low blood pressure oh. so and then and then um, when you have these uh, high levels of these stress hormones, 
in order to, for your body to make these stress hormones, it borrows sort of um, building blocks from other areas of the body. So it will take um, uh, it will take some of the building blocks from the thyroid, for example. So it st- might start impacting on your thyroid health. It starts to affect how well your gut bacteria grows. So it might affect digestion. Is this why um, a lot of stressed people will say the first thing that goes is their stomach? Yeah, absolutely. But also, so we have, you know, the... the, the some people call the gut the second brain. So everything that we are feeling in our, in everything that we feel in our body, we have a, um, a cerebral uh, uh, um, response, but we also have a digestive response as well. So you've got the same neural tissue there. Really? Um, yes. And serotonin, one of the most important feel-good hormones, is produced, synthesized in the gut. So if your gut isn't working then you can't produce enough of this serotonin. And also we have a very brilliant neurotransmitter called GABA. And GABA is also uh, uh, affected by gut bacteria, the balance of the gut bacteria in, in, in the gut. And actually, there's, a, there's a, um, a, a project that's going on at the moment called the Microbiome Project, and that is looking at very different areas, the different types of bacteria that are resident in the gut. And they have located one particular bacterial strain that can increase the amount of GABA that we release into the system. So our sort of anti-anxiety is sort of nature's tranquilizer. Oh, wow. Um, yes. <laughs> wonderful. So, you know, so that, uh, and, then, and then that, so it also affects how much um, progesterone we produce. And progesterone is um, associated with things like premenstrual syndrome and subfertility. Um, it can affect the ability for the skin to remain um, plump and supple. So it affects things like ageing. Um, high levels of uh, adrenaline and cortisol also affect how many um, inflammatory chemicals the immune system sends out, so how well the, syst- the immune system can moderate inflammation. And what so inflammation is dangerous, isn't it? Inflammation is protective and amazing, as stress can be as well. You know, mm. And the adrenal glands are really clever. They really save us from danger sometimes. But like anything, when it's out of whack, when we're producing too many, too many inflammatory chemicals called cytokines, or we are producing too much adrenaline and cortisol, it can, it can increase inflammation and it can and have the, all these varying um, effects on the body that I've just, just, just mentioned. Mm. So they are almost the cornerstone of... We are living in, a, in an era of adrenal fatigue, actually, because we think we have so much choice. You know, we have so much choice in everything. Um, we feel like we can do everything. And actually, sometimes it's about celebrating the simple things. In fact, there's that Danish, um, uh, I don't want to say philosophy or tradition, Heger. Oh, have you heard of this? No, enlighten me. Uh, oh, it's fantastic. It's, it's because the Danes have such a long winter. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's Huger. Uh, the Danes have such a, a long winter. Uh, they use it as an opportunity to celebrate the small things, so to bed in. It's called coziness. It means it translates, translates as coziness. So it's about simplifying and de- decompressing, actually, uh, through the winter. It's our kind of human form of hibernating and celebrating oh, wow. the small things like lighting a candle or sharing a glass of wine with a friend or a herbal tea with a friend or going for a walk um, and not trying to pack so much into our life. It's about rest and keeping it slowing it down yeah when you have someone come and see you one of your clients and they may say to you because we all self-diagnose ourselves yes, with stress of course yeah um it, does the approach have to be completely 360 
And how do you... Um, what would the conversation be that you would have with them? Okay, so for, certainly from the way that I work, not everybody, we all work differently, but certainly from the way that I work, you have to do a 360. For me, you know, the, the physical is responding to the emotional and, um, and, then the, and then the physical affects the emotional, but for me, it's, you know, it, it does start with the emotional. Um, mm. And our body is only doing what it's being triggered to do from those emotions mm. um, so if we feel happy we produce more serotonin um, you know it's, it's um, so yes yeah, so for me just simply looking at the physical is not sufficient it needs to be the biochemical it needs to be the nutrition but it needs to be the emotional as well mm. do you think have would you say that you've noticed that people are less able to appreciate the smaller things that actually do make them happy yeah, I um, in this I age do. Of I do. I sort of I get a sense that um, it's like somebody driving. If you think of life as a motorway, I think there are so many people driving into the fa- in the fast lane mm. um, and wanting to pull over, but don't really know how to get off. So the conversations that I so often have, particularly with women, is. I know I'm really busy and I know I feel awful, but I don't know how to make the change. They feel almost trapped Mm. in that existence. Um, And sometimes it can be very, very... It can be a very simple, small change that you can make um, every day that can can bring a bit more space Mm. into your life. And that space, you give that... I guess it's it's like a plant. If you give that plant water then it grows but mm. if you give if you give yourself space every day then that does eventually create more space because uh, to that point i definitely would say that i'm 38 now and a lot of my friends who've done the same thing for 10 15 years career wise have suddenly made a very dramatic and drastic change they've mm. just got out of the rat race so to speak and so mm-hmm. instead of pulling over <laughs> they've just stopped and Change hit the ejector yeah hit <laughs> yeah. the ejector button yeah yeah, and I think that's where that that's um, how some people do react. It goes from one extreme, mm. one goes from one extreme to the other. But I think that um, you know, I, I think that we have built a culture around always doing, 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 mm. and actually sometimes we really need to build the space in to just be. And one of the common situations that I see is that people that women will feel very stressed and then think they have to hit the treadmill after work because they feel stressed and that's their decompression Mm. but actually sometimes we need to do we need to we need to actually just stop completely it's not about Mm. there's so much there's so much pressure to do all the time and be moving and there's almost a a guilt in not doing that yeah Um, I um, interviewed a personal trainer called Dalton Wong recently oh yes yeah yeah brilliant brilliant trainer but he is the first to say if you have if you're stressed don't go and hit the treadmill because you're just going to release all that cortisol into your body and just compound the issue go and do meditation go and do yoga do pilates do something that's that's wonderful to hear that's absolutely I feel I'm exactly the same Um, and there are there are vigorous exercise can be fantastic and and really kind of invigorating Um, but at times it can be it can be actually counterproductive Mm. for the body and particularly if you're looking to lose weight so you know stress in the first instance can actually speed up metabolism but in the long term it slows it down Mm. and you can compare here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Pound that by doing vigorous exercise five times a week and can't understand why you're not losing the weight. Mm. It's actually because you probably need to moderate the exercise that you're doing. And speaking about weight as well, cortisol, um, I will defer to your expertise on this, <laughs> but can it encourage the body to store fat around the middle? It can do, yeah. So what it does is it switches the body over to a kind of fat storage mechanism rather than a, a fat utilisation mechanism. So the body, instead of um, using it to make, to repair and use in the body, actually uses it for storage. So, so. the opposite of Atkins triggers the opposite, literally the polar opposite reaction to Atkins, which is to just to, have to, you burning your fat. Yes. Ah, yeah, wow. so it just it, it encourages fat deposition. And you know, again, you know, the body is incredibly clever. It's doing this. These are these are warning signs. These are, these are kind of um, this is our primal wiring to show it's protective. It, the more fat we have, or certain areas, it stores it in in certain areas to keep it away from um, places that, like for example, the brain. It won't. It was trying to protect the brain. So. Really? Yeah. That's so, you know, these, these are, these are, if we're starting to put weight, you know, it's our body. Our body hasn't caught up with the time that we're living in. It's still kind of near Neolithic times. Um, so, yeah. That's fascinating. Um, I wonder if you can help with this. Is there a checklist or a um, sort of, you know, a system check that I, you, uh, one of the listeners could do where they, you could say, if you are feeling these three things mm -hmm. on a regular basis, mm -hmm. be that once a week or every day or what have you, mm -hmm. then it's a sign that your body needs some form of caring. Yes. <laughs> well, certainly, if so, if we kind of um, hone that into the, um, relate that to adrenal health. So if you feel that you are, um, if you're wanting to know whether or not you're experiencing some kind of uh, adrenal dysregulation, I would say that if you're experiencing um, uh, monthly premenstrual um, symptoms of any sort, actually, so um, whether or not that's delayed periods or terrible period pains, um, you need to look at that. Uh, that, would, that can be a suggestion that you, you need to look at your adrenal health. Um, I would say insomnia as well, so... Um, Insomnia, not being that you can't get to sleep at all, but just that you can sometimes get sleep, but it's fitful and it's light sleep if you're not sleeping well. Mm. Um, if you are relying on tea and coffee and you get... Um, and also I would say the if you are getting anxiety, high levels of anxiety as well, then that is can be a very sure sign that you need to have mm. a little bit more care around your adrenals. Interesting. And um, what do you recommend to people? What do you, having 
worked with people who must have come to you and said, I'm this, and have come out the other side. Is there anything that you know has definitely worked? Yeah, so um, what the in order for the adrenal gland to sort of repair, which is a very kind of loose term, not a very scientific term, but in order for it to, to repair itself, it needs high amounts of um, magnesium, uh, vitamin B5 and uh, vitamin C. So all of those can be really fantastic at supporting the adrenal gland. Um, also looking at, um, I, I love the use of uh, adaptogenic herbs as well. So adaptogenic herbs are exactly as they sound. They support your body's ability to adapt to the environment. So okay. um, that's your internal environment, your, your endogenous environment, but also the exogenous environment, the outside environment as well. Um uh, I would say that making sure that you are eating um, at least three times a day is really important. I know that sounds really simple, but <laughs> making sure that you're eating those three meals four hours apart can be incredibly helpful mm. in making sure that your body's got the right fuel. Because one of the things that can also stimulate the release of stress hormones is blood blood glucose irregularity so um, a high in blood glucose or a low in blood glucose and often that low comes from uh, not eating regularly enough or not eating enough actually mm. as well um, that that makes a can make a profound difference as well um, and not reaching for coffee first thing in the morning it's one of the things that I don't I think coffee gets a lot of flack um, and it can but it's it can be fantastic to have mm. in a diet for some people but if you are ex- experiencing adrenal fatigue first thing in the morning is possibly the worst thing that you can do so cripes <laughs> so it's... but again that's a cultural habit isn't it I mean we, we built this kind of this this um, culture where people get a grab a coffee on the way to work often without having eaten beforehand well I remember when I first started in journalism I knew that I was a proper journalist when I was like stomping into meetings holding holding a coffee, coffee feeling you know busy and <laughs> busy and important not that I'm all about appearances <laughs> but um, that's so gosh peppermint tea and the like I guess so yes green tea so um coffee is fine mid-morning but have something to eat with it so if you are experiencing adrenal fatigue then having a uh, um, a one-shot coffee as well that's the other thing is the coffee shops tend to put in two two coffee um two three if you are three (laughs) she says guiltily really guiltily um so if you go for one one shot of coffee but you have something to eat with it and that's not a croissant that's something protein based so Protein provides the amino acids for your body to repair tissue damage, and that includes repairing the adrenal gland. So oh. that is an incredibly important part of every meal. Protein has to be an incredibly important part of every meal. That doesn't have to be meat protein. It can be pulses or it can mm. be nuts and seeds. So you could have like a, um, a nut bar or a handful of nuts um, with, your, um, with your coffee you know, at 10 o'clock, that would be okay. But it's first thing in the morning, you know, if you can, then do half a, 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 a cup of warm water with lemon or have a green tea um, or have, you know, a herbal tea of some sort or just lots of water. Mm. One of the things that, you know, a lot of people experience fatigue from is dehydration. Even mild dehydration, so that's before you even feel thirsty, can reduce your uh, mental capacity by 60%. So, you know, often we are craving coffee because we feel a bit foggy-headed. Actually, what we need is we just need a good load of water. So we think clarity will be found in the coffee bean, but actually it'll be found it actually in be it. found in the water bottle, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, mean, I guess it's obvious, and I guess ugh, Dalton, again, to bring him up, I've interviewed him recently, he says, truth be told, you know 
in the second before you put something in your mouth whether you should be putting it in your mouth or yes. not and every day no, when absolutely. I have a coffee I kind of know it's not the yeah. right thing to do yeah but it's habitual isn't it and, mm. and habits are powerful habits are powerful it takes a while for it for I think they did what did they say in the research that it was 10 days before a habit you have to do something regularly for 10 days for it to become a habit oh gosh I should try and do some in a parallel universe I am the perfect version of myself but, but not again, in this you know, let's not let's not add more stress by kind of beating ourselves up about I mean I think this is one of the the, the um, negative side effects about this this kind of flurry of clean eating that we're mm-hmm. seeing is that people are feeling terribly guilty every time they have something that's not a inverted commas clean yeah. and actually you know that that adds stress as well and it sometimes it can be healthier um and this is on tape so i probably shouldn't say it because you'll quote me on it but it can be sometimes <laughs> healthier for you to eat a burger guilt-free and enjoy it mm. uh, then have a kale salad and feel god I wish I wish I was eating the burger and I feel mm. really annoyed and uh, really guilty and about eating at all or whatever it might be so you know that that can sometimes interfere with how your body responds to response to a food um so it's not about doing making huge changes but it's doing what you can do mm. and being realistic about it as well so if you if it's that in the first week all you can do is have a, a glass of water before you have your morning coffee at you know first thing in the morning mm. that's a step forward that's great that's amazing and then maybe every other day you might drop the coffee and it is that thing isn't it of the reality is um incremental changes yeah absolutely they're the ones that last yes but yeah. what we tend to do and i sometimes feel guilty because i've written for magazines where i a friend has emailed me on Facebook and said, if I do this, will I lose seven pounds by my yeah. wedding? Yeah. Um, but it's that thing of, you read one article in one newspaper or one online and you suddenly go out to Holland and Barrett and buy an oral magnesium thingy because yes. you've heard that that's really yes. good for you and then you stop yes. taking it and then the next month you're buying vitamin B12. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Um, it, it, it's a little bit It's of, that kind of short, short, that quick fix mm. mentality that, that we have at the moment and actually... You know, the the reality is that it's it change can only come from from you. And if mm. you if you really want to change, I think that's you know that's another kind of really Im- important point. You have to really really ask yourself if you want to change. Mm. Um, and if you really really do, if you really do, and you set that intent, then you can make these changes because you know it's it's looking at it becomes too painful to if it becomes too painful to live that kind of adrenally strung out mm. life. Um, you have to break. You, you know, you have to. It will become too uncomfortable for you to live that, and you, mm. and you want to break that pattern. Do you have you? I'm putting you on the spot here, asking you. But do you think there's a certain amount of validation people get from the feeling of stress? Of well, I therefore, I must be do. important. Hundred percent. Absolutely, I do. Um, and I think that's a again, like I've said before, I think it's a cultural thing. I think mm. you know, we all kind of get. Well, yeah, I know. I'd love to. I'd love to exercise, but I just don't have the time. Or I'd love to cook, but I don't have the time. And you know, I, I can be quite harsh with clients when they come into to clinic and, and say, "I just don't have the time." It's, well, you ha- you do have the time to stop and wait in the queue at Starbucks or your coffee shop for ten minutes to mm. get your coffee. So you do have the time to chop up some fruit and throw in some pecan nuts before you go to work. Um, so it's just about reprioritizing. But you're absolutely right. I think that, that we have built this culture around doing, doing, doing. Mm. And that gives a sense of importance. Mm. And if people can see it, people can see the title or how busy you are, then that must give you some kind of mm. validation for being a human being in this world. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day who um, 
was talking about the fact that um, she's always on her BlackBerry um, or until 10 o'clock in the evening with work. And I didn't want to be pedantic, but I just said, what does your contract of employment say about your working hours? Yeah. And she said, oh, I think, I think it's 10 to 6. And I said, so if you don't respond to your boss's email at 9.59 until 9 o'clock the next morning, what's the worst that will happen? Mm-hmm. And, and the thing was, well, they'll, they'll think that I'm slacking or someone else will come in and... It's that constant fight. Absolutely. And actually, really, it's about being productive, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, if you, are, if, you are, if you are like a light bulb, that's a, a light switch that's constantly turned on, that light bulb is going to burn out much quicker. Whereas mm-hmm. if you turn it off every time you leave the office, you're gonna, it's going to last for longer. So, um, you know, and we need to do this. And we deserve it. Mm-hmm. We all really deserve to feel good. And we really deserve to not feel strung out um so you know we need to we need to give ourselves that gift and i you know i i'm not immune to this i i i've you know setting up a business and have three young children and i've i've learned the hard way and I, even though i've tried to do things um i've got caught up in it at times but i now feel that i really am in a place where i don't check my phone at the weekend because even if I find something, what can I do about it? I'm not mm. in the office and I'm not going to go into the office. Mm. So, And I won't turn it on beyond 8 o'clock. Um, and I do feel much, much better for it. And mm. it's just that sense of, um, you need that downtime. I mean, it's so, you know, it's so funny, isn't it? It's sort of five years ago or maybe even more. We were all looking for hotspots, you know, where we could get, <laughs> what, you know, yeah. Wi-Fi and... and and actually now what people are craving and spending hideous amounts of money on is, is you know, going away and going into nature and mm. switching off and not wanting to be anywhere near. But we can, we can build these downtimes into our, into our daily life um, much easier than perhaps we think it is. Yes, it is, it is a case of... I think I read um, an article where I think you recommended Headspace. Is mm. that right? Or you've... Um, Absolutely. And I've just actually paid for my subscription. Have you? <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Because it does, and I was trying to explain, previous um, podcast guest, Davis Factor, we were, off air, we were talking about meditation. And I, I was saying, it's so difficult, because it's 99 times out of 100, particularly someone new at meditating like me, I just think I'm sitting there like a lemon. But then it's not about in the moment. Sometimes you have to think at four o'clock in the afternoon when you're a lot more chilled out and you're dealing with the day much better you have to attribute that to the meditation yes, that's where you're getting it that's where you're benefiting yeah, yeah absolutely but you know this these and that's why I wasn't kind of going into detail about kind of building space into into your daily practice because that means different things for different people mm. and again you know I think one of the things with this sort of my, boom of mindfulness is that people again feel guilty if they don't get it like oh I can't do it I can't I, I can't do it and it's actually, like telling it's like saying to someone could you do a handstand please yes exactly or, or just calm down it's like <laughs> oh, what <don't. laughs> it's the worst thing yeah exactly some people just can't engage they can't access it and that's totally fine so mm-hmm. for those for other people I mean I, you know I'll, I'll be honest my, my mindfulness is I, I, I as you know live in in Sussex so I love nature I walk that's what I love doing mm-hmm. and I will go and even if I am on my way back from a meeting or something if I can just stop for 10 minutes and take a walk or 
or girl on the seat or so, it's different yeah. to different people it might be going out and dancing or it might be and this goes back to that hygge thing in, in Denmark you know it could be it could be lighting candles and not watching TV at night it's about reading a book mm. or these are all d- pockets of space that mm. we can build in according to what is important to us and that might be meditation or it might be something completely different have you read or are you aware of Tim Ferriss's The 4 Hour Work Week? I'm aware of it, but I haven't read it. <laughs> I keep gifting that book to people. Really? Because it, it's very much how can you maximise your time yeah. so that you can enjoy it. There's lots in there, but one of the premises is enjoy mini retirements. Oh, fantastic. I wait until you're 65. Like, go bungee jumping. Absolutely, live now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but it, and it go, I guess it goes back as well to that... that pr- productivity as well you know busyness doesn't equal productivity we think if we're busy 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 doing 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 that makes us really productive and mm, we're doing loads and actually validated half, half the time we're not actually being that productive you know we'd probably be more productive if we adopted a more kind of mediterranean culture where we had taken an hour's lunch break and you know <laughs> <laughs> i spoke to a friend of mine recently who works not in beauty or anything but who has just decided to completely retrain in something else and I sent him a message saying, good on you, congratulations. And the reply came back, no more sitting in pointless four-hour meetings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just thought it's so out. true. Just, for, just fighting for airspace. Yeah, yeah. and trying to look earnest. Yes. <laughs> As yes. though you're yes. totally listening to what everyone is saying. <laughs> um, are there long-term effects to just never dealing with stress? I know that sounds like such an obvious question. Obviously there are, but what are they? <laughs> Well, it would be very difficult for me to kind of quantify that because mm. that's not necessarily something that is proven. But what we do know is that, um, for example, if you are not looking after your adrenal health, your body produces certain immune chemicals that can increase the risk of cancer, for example. Um, we know that uh, breast cancer can often be a attributed to... Um, an imbalance between oestrogen and the, uh, the t- a type of oestrogen and different um, uh, different hormones in the body, and sometimes that can be affected by cortisol production as well. So um, we also know that it interferes with metabolic function. So um, and this seems to be a slightly higher risk in men un- in men when when it's under the age of forty five, and then actually women over forty five or postmenopausally become at a higher risk of this. It can affect um, cardiovascular health as well. Um, it's also what I do know is that uh, when I'm working with women in hormonal health, um, actually if I get a woman in her thirties or late thirties, what I will be talking to them about, and it seems awful, but I'm talking to them about the menopause because mm. actually looking <clears throat> after your adrenal health, how, how, how well or optimally your adrenals are functioning significantly, significantly impacts on, on your experience of the menopause. Yeah. So um, so it's not actually you need to make sure that those are in cracking working order before you go through the menopause because postmenopausally you're relying on your adrenal glands to produce a form of estrogen that supports bone health and brain function. So if it's not able to do that effectively, that's why you might get, oh, you know, I've, I'm so forgetful postmenopausally mm. or um, osteoporosis or osteopenia, um, which is the kind of precursor to osteoporosis. So... Um, Yes, of course. It's all about it's about it's about health preservation, isn't it? 
and you've got to start working on that from an early early age. So there are some direct links with with um, conditions that mm. crop up later up crop up later in life, but um, it is one of those things that. Um, it, it's a wise investment at any absolutely. age. A- absolutely, yeah. It's an investment in the future, but it's so difficult to put I went practice. to um, I went to a, a medical conference not too long ago, and one of the lecturers who was a professor in, I can't actually remember, I think it was cardiology, stood up and said, which was just outstanding actually, he said, you know, I've never really understood why we in the medical profession see nutrition as an alternative medicine, because without good nutrition we die. So he was saying he was part of his talk was about how important it is for us to start with food. We have mm. to start with food. Um, and he was talking about that on a kind of political level as well and how much money we're throwing at the end problem in the NHS rather than actually supporting education and provision of really, really good food. It's interesting what you say about there's more gyms in the country than there have been. Yeah. Probably more coffee houses as yes, well. Yes, exactly, exactly. So all all places that we feel that we have to go, or culturally yes. we feel that have to be on our checklist, yeah. and yet they're probably not helping. Yeah. If you could um, create one change in every single person... Wow. <laughs> that's the question. <laughs> do I have to just one? Um, what do you think... Um, actually, before we go on to that... Mm. Is adrenal fatigue uh, more prominent in men or women or equal? Uh, that's a really good question. I think it's... Uh, I see a lot of women. So I am. I see the repercussions of it much more than I do in men. Um, I, I personally think that women experience the negative side effects of it much more than men do. Because... Um, because it has this very direct impact on our, the balance of estrogen and progesterone. And also, as women, we, we really push ourselves. I'm not saying that men don't, but we tend to be amazing multitaskers. So we take so much mm. on, and we often put ourselves to the side more than mm. a man does. Um, they say that a man's got a selfish gene, don't they? So <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got three lovely boys so I'm not you know this is not a kind of feminist rant about men but I think that we are they have women do put themselves to the side a bit more and sometimes to our quite often to our detriment and we'll probably load bear more stress absolutely 100% we are the the mules yeah right so we're going to um talk about what's the if you could get everyone together and say do this one thing make this one difference that is such a huge and difficult question <laughs> to answer. So I would say, uh, can I answer it from a human being point of view and then from a nutritionist oh, point yes. of view? Oh, yes. Okay, so from a nutritionist point of view, um, what I would say is that... Um, Is it because you want to say more than one thing? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and actually, do you know what? It's, it's about, I think, I'm not going to, I'm just going to answer it as a human being, actually, because I think this impacts on the nutrition, because mm-hmm. if you, and it is, find that pocket of space. Please find that pocket of space, because from that pocket of space comes so much. It comes comes greater self-worth, a, a, a kind of um, a realisation that you really deserve to look after yourself, and... Um, you know you just said kindness I think those are 
we need we need to show that more to ourselves and then we can make better choices nutritionally mm. as well and and those nutritional choices that we make those nourishing nutritional changes that we make so eating those meals three times a day um, building in more protein drinking water um, taking a, an adrenal supplement can really help you know really good quality one can really help as what well would adrenal supplement be so um, I really like I, um, I've got a, a, a supplement uh, a formula called Balanced Multinutrient, which has got um, medicinal mushrooms, adaptogenic mushrooms in it, um, and it's got um, B vitamins in it and vitamin C and magnesium to support to really nourish that adrenal gland. And the interesting thing is, is that yes, of course, it makes all the it has an impact on the biochemical on the uh, the biochemistry of the body. But interesting, the feedback, common feedback that I get uh, is, I just feel more grounded. I just feel more centered and I don't know where that's coming from I think that must be the mushrooms but um, but that can be that can be of, of enormous support as well um, but yeah we'll I put think... the link to that new uh, supplement in the show notes by the way everybody if you okay. want to link through to that we'll have that okay fantastic um, but yeah so I, I think if you find that pocket of space then you you have more want to make those mm. nutritional changes does that make sense i mean that sounds like i'm kind of undoing the how important nutrition is it is absolutely vital but to yeah. make those lasting changes um and to break the habit you have to really want to do it and really mm. know that you you really deserve to to make those changes as well again to quote tim ferris i think in one of his podcasts he talks about make the thing that you put the most effort into today you yes yeah invest in yourself and I think so many of us would put our jobs or someone else or something mm. else and actually... Absolutely. And, the, uh, you know, uh, one thing that I sometimes use as well in women that have got children is to say, would you do this to your child? Mm. You know, if you can't do it for yourself, think about, your, think about yourself as your mm. child. Would you, would you say to them, um, and they come home from school absolutely knackered, would you say, uh, have three ice buns and um, let's go to the gym? And you'd say, darling, rest up and mm. I'll make you a really nice supper. That's what you probably do. Oh, so why so don't we do it for ourselves? It's so true. We'll cancel um, the play date, cancel the drink that you're going out for. You know, sometimes we just need to learn to say no. Mm. The power of no is incredible, isn't it? Um, I think that's a lovely point on which to end, and I'm sure that this will elicit a lot of um, feedback from our listeners. And I oh, think we'll probably have you on again soon, if that's all right with oh, you. Oh, it'll be wonderful. I've really enjoyed it. Um, next time we'll get some listener questions and we'll really dig into yeah. some areas. But uh, for now, gosh, and um, Lucy, who introduced us earlier, I did say you have the most calming voice, and by Jiminy, you do. <laughs> Um, so thank you for that as well as all of your wonderful information thank you it's my pleasure my pleasure Emma really thank you it was really nice if you want to ask Henrietta any questions via the show just email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or head over to twitter at Emma Guns E-M-M-A-G-U-N-S ask me the questions and I will ask Henrietta next time she's on the show and if you'd like to receive my regular newsletter just head over to emmagunawardner.com where you can fill out a little form and you'll get a weekly update into your inbox thanks for listening see you next time small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. 
so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.